You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Dave, how are you doing today? Not bad, Nick. How are you? Doing well. Just living in the snow globe today. Yep. Yep. Such as January in Michigan. (laughs) So uh, speaking of snow globes and getting shaken up a little bit, um, we are going to talk a little bit about the debt ceiling and government spending and how that might impact you as an investor. Yeah, fun stuff. Feels like we've been here before. <laughs> we have. We have um, 20 times in the last 20 years, actually, <laughs> to some degree, one degree or another. And so, so yeah, what's, what's going on? You know, the, the government has a self-imposed debt limit in how much they're allowed to actually borrow with mm-hmm. treasury bonds and bills to back it. That, that limit is $31.4 trillion. And similar to my budget. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Add a zero, <laughs> subtract a zero, whatever, you know, rounding errors. Yeah. So anyway, the, um, the, uh, the, the debt ceiling has been reached because every year the government spends more money than it brings in. We haven't right. had a, a budget surplus since the early 1990s. And so every year, Congress needs to reauthorize and increase the uh, the uh, debt ceiling. Mm-hmm. And this year, there's concerns that there just won't be negotiations based on the makeup of Congress. <laughs> Boy, feels like we've been there before, too. I know. I know, right? <laughs> so, so it's important to understand this isn't a fight about future spendings per se. It's basically, are we going to pay for the money, pay for the things we've already spent money on? It's right. like, it's like you've run up your credit card and now you're going to decide if you're going to pay the bill or not. Right. Right. And so, um, that said though, it makes a tool, it gives Congress people a lever to pull to get things that they want. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why it becomes a, an issue every so often. Yep. So, you know, first of all, the, the government hasn't defaulted on its debt yet. Nothing, you know, nothing dire really happens until June. And, you know, right now the treasury is doing things. Uh, Janet Yellen called them extraordinary measures, taking extraordinary measures to keep things going. But um, it really doesn't become an issue for a few more months. Yeah. So going back to the past, if we could, Dave, um, and I can't remember exactly what year this was, but we actually got to the point where they shut down the government for a couple of days. Yeah, 2011. So this is not unheard of, um, but be interested to hear your take on kind of what happened then and, and how that affected the markets. Well, in 2011, we did see, um, you know, some market impact there, but interesting things happened. One is the standard Poor's actually downgraded us debt at the time because yeah. of this impasse. And instead of having a negative effect on treasury bonds, as you would expect, um, 
yields on treasury bonds actually went down kind of with the attitude of, uh, boy, if, if the U.S. is is not doing well with its debt, then it must really be bad, right? So we're going to buy more U.S. debt because it's still the safest instruments out there. So right. even, you know, and the stock market actually did enter correction phase at the time. And, you know, it got really ugly for a while there. Um, so that was that was the biggest impact that one of these arguments has had over uh, as far as the markets are concerned. We've yet to see any impact over what's going on now. Right. Um, the stock market for the first, you know, three or four weeks of the year here has been very, very positive off to a very good start. The bond market hasn't really reacted. Um, Eric Stein at East Bay, our, um, our uh, market gurus that we work with to build our portfolio, they did point out that there's been some volatility for debt that government debt that does mature right around June and July that we're starting yeah. to, you know, but not um, nothing, you know, too exciting. Yeah. Nothing beyond that at this point. So the market basically is expecting that just like all the other times, there'll be a lot of grandstanding and a lot of um, arguing and people trying to make their point in Congress about how the future budget should be handled and try to gain right. some leverage. But at the end of the day, it's posturing and brinksmanship and they'll do what they need to do and raise the debt ceiling to pay for the money, pay the money that they've already spent and, right. uh, and the world will go on. Well, I think the important point here for our listeners and as an investor, right, you're going to hear a lot more about this. You're going to hear a lot more about the fight. You're going to hear a lot more about the, the blustering, if you will. But at this point, it's just a lot of noise. And, you know, nobody knows exactly the extent of where that's going to go and, and how it's going to resolve itself. Um, so there's no point in making investment decisions around the unknown, right? Right, right. And, and really trying to assess, like, it, if there is a complete impasse, what, you know, what happens at that point? The government actually defaults on their debt. I'm not sure where the safe havens would be, you know, right. if that, if yeah. that actually, came, you know, so what, uh, you know, if you think about what, what's at stake here, you know, the, uh, the U S dollar in U S treasury really is, I, I, hate, I was going to use the cliche, the gold standard, but which is, which is kind of, kind of funny in this, in this context. But um, really is around the globe, you know, it's, it's how oil is priced is in U.S. Right. dollars. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an important piece of the world economy. And to see this play out in Congress is actually, you know, a little bit embarrassing in a way. It's like, it, it, and to see the focus be on the debt ceiling when it's, it, I guess my point of view is if they're going to do this, I'd like to see some good come of it. Like let's, let's sit down and have the talk about the future budget, like really right. meaningful discussions about how this plays out in the long run, not right. just um, crisis to crisis, you know, uh, yeah. year to year. 
So well, and kind of relating that to your personal situation, like we talked about, like uh, you're arguing over whether or not you should pay the credit card, but you have right. no desire to think about curbing yeah. your spending or think about how that affects the actual credit yeah. card. Right. Well, Do you know what and, I mean? And just deciding that like, like say you've got, you've got a couple in the household, maybe this is a good way to think about it. And yeah, you've run up the credit card and the one spouse says, I'm not paying this bill until you make concessions on future spending. Right. right. Now that sounds tough. But what what would actually happen to that couple if they didn't pay that credit card bill? Right, it wouldn't ma- it wouldn't matter what they did in the future. Their credit would be ruined. Yeah. They'd have uh, government actions against you know. In it, there'd be there'd be folks garnishing their wages, and yeah. you know, it just if you, it, 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 if you take that kind of thinking and, and think about it in terms of government, the last thing, you know, none of them are going to have jobs. The government's not going to exist as we know <laughs> right. it if they yeah. if they default on the debt. Right. So you know, it's kind of like uh, playing Russian roulette. Yeah. You know, and nobody's exactly. going to win. Nobody's going to win. So, and they just have you know so much finance, personal financial incentive to keep things going that it's just right. you know right. it doesn't make sense for them to blow everything yeah. up. Yeah. Well, so in the meantime, you know what. What do we expect? But but it's too early to really tell how it'll play out. The market expects right now, based on the lack of volatility around this topic, that um, it'll play out like it usually does, where there'll be a lot of yeah. noise around it, and then they'll they'll go ahead and raise the debt ceiling anyway. Um. So, you know, sit tight, ignore the news if you can. This too shall shall pass. It's the most likely scenario. And, and I love what Eric put in his kind of summary. Um, you know, make sure your uh, your risk levels are where they should be, right. and you know your asset allocation is set. Much more important than worrying about the debt ceiling and how that might affect you or trying to time it. So yeah, sound financial a, principles will prevail. Exactly, exactly. If your portfolio is set up the way it should be in the first place, you can get through these times of volatility and yeah, silly, political silliness. <laughs> yep. It's easy for us to sit here and say, but it is concerning and it is, you know, sure. it's everywhere. So, you know, we, we understand that it's a scary thing, but um, staying the course and, and being a long-term investor and, and having the right investment mix will go a much longer way than trying to worry about or do something different with your portfolio as a result of this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, oh. as always, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you. Gather around and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.